0: Joining me now, he is the constructor and conductor for DKPittsburghSports.com. He is Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic. Dejan, the Pirates are 10-9 in their last 19 games. Are they contenders all of a sudden? Uh, they are not, Madden. They're uh, six games out of the wild
1: card, since I know you hadn't checked the standings in at least five minutes. Uh, however, what they are doing is they're uncovering at least a couple, and not more than that, but a couple of players who could conceivably become part of what they want to be going forward. Um, one, this came out of totally nowhere is this bullpen. Um, they've, they've found a couple of guys here in Chris Stratton, Jeff Hartlieb, Sam Howard, uh, who've gone out there and gotten outs. Uh, Nick Turley is another one. Um, and these are guys who just took advantage of chances that were created by other people either getting hurt or performing badly, unfortunately for the pirates that hasn't worked its way across the hitting except of course for key Brian Hayes, uh, who looks like he's never going to spend another day in the minor leagues again. Uh, this kid, uh, I'm not going to go as far as some have and, and start designating him, you know, the next Andrew McCutcheon or whatever, but he's shown a lot of promising signs even beyond the, the stats that he's put up. Uh, it's very, very encouraging. So, Hey, I mean, they're they're doing better since they were four and seventeen. They're ten and nine, but they're also doing it in a lot of cases in ways that mean something moving forward.
0: Tonight's uh, Roberto Clemente night. All the Pirates are wearing number twenty one. I think Gregory Polanco should wear one fifty four on his back. Truth in packaging. Uh, a bunch of Latino players wearing it uh, MLB wide, which is nice. Are you one of those who thinks Clemente's number should be retired across MLB because? I am not. I just don't see the comparison to Jackie Robinson.
1: And that's the, that's where we'll disagree. I don't think there needs to be a comparison to Jackie Robinson. If you compare Roberto and Jackie, and for, first of all, to answer your question, yes, I'm 100% in favor of 21 being retired across because of what he meant to Latin America. Not because of what he overcame via racism. There's no comparison there. Jackie dealt with stuff that nobody else dealt with by every single account. Uh, and that includes Roberto Clemente. But... You're not going to find another example of someone who meant more to the Latin American community as a combination of baseball player and humanitarian, with the ultimate selfless act uh, at the end of his life. The impact that he's had on America is absolutely, in every way, comparable to the impact that Jackie Robinson had on Black America.
0: No, it's just not.
1: It is. It is, Mark. No, it just you're, is. Again, you're just comparing. You're comparing racism, and I'm not. Okay, Jackie Robinson didn't end his life the way Roberto Clemente did.
0: Well, I guess that was Jackie's mistake
1: This is not about, but you brought Jackie Robinson into it, and unfortunately... No, 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 Jackie Robinson's in it because his
0: number is retired, and when you retire one guy's number, it's one guy. When you retire a second, where do you stop?
1: Well, okay, so you're saying that hockey should never, ever, ever retire anybody else's number again? They shouldn't have retired Gretzky's. All he was was a good hockey player. That's fine, but I'm saying, but that so you you do it once, and then you're done forever. You're never going to have a second Roberto Clemente. You're never going to have a second human that's going to have that impact on that large of a group of people, because it's not just Puerto Rico. It's across all of the Caribbean islands. It's across all of Latin America, South America, Mexico. The 21 is golden. It's magic everywhere you go down there. I've been down there. I've seen it with my own eyes. Do you think you'd feel that way if you hadn't grown up in Pittsburgh? I probably wouldn't mark you you want the honest to God's truth no I'm ra- I'm born and raised here. I, I'll never I will always admit uh, my inherent biases and when you're born and raised in a place that reveres the man that's going to be influential, but it also opens your eyes to it a little bit more. It maybe makes you look for it a little bit more and and I'm proud to say that I've done that and I've gotten to know the Clemente family. I was proud to have worked with Vera at one point whenever we were both dealing with Bud Seelig to try to get 21 retired across the board. And again, their answers, their responses were pretty much the same as yours, meaning meaning, the commissioners in the commissioner's office was that there can only ever be one Jackie. Well, that's fine. There will always only be one Jackie Robinson. That's okay. He has his own legacy. It doesn't mean he's the only one that would get treated with this level of respect.
0: Apparently it does. Now, moving on and agreeing to disagree, are you going to eat Juju's new cereal? A jumping juju crunch. <laughs> I myself cannot wait. You know what's funny?
1: When, when you took your obligatory shot at that on Twitter, somebody underneath it said, yeah, this is great for a
0: guy who always fails at crunch time. I was like, how, how did Madden not think of that one first? I believe that was Deuce that, that tweeted that. Now, seriously, isn't it enough from this guy? Just play football, be better. He's all over the place, and honestly, in kind of cheap and low-rent ways.
1: You know what? He needs to play better football, and I, I, I'm of the belief now. I assume you saw Rod Woodson's tweet about him.
0: Oh, we had Rod on the show yesterday. You think I'd miss a chance like well, that? Okay, well, then then you did. Um, I, I'm, of,
1: I'm of the belief that different people are motivated by different things at the end of the rainbow, and I really believe that Juju's end of the rainbow is fame is 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 things that are no question it's popularity it's it's
0: social media acceptance it's being a big deal in ways that aren't necessarily connected to football
1: yeah now that's not to say that he wouldn't also want to be a great football player the same way that i would like to be a great driver you know to make sure that i'm safe and stuff but it's not my be all and end all i really think that football is a conduit for him to try to do these other things, and again, all you need to see with him is the reaction that he had to last year. Mark, I was two feet in front of him in Baltimore after that last game, when you know he looked all crushed and devastated, and I have no doubt that was genuine. You okay, know, so he's surrounded in that room by don't guys fumble. that bled on. But then, right. But then, right. But what my point is, I think as soon as he leaves that environment and he goes outside. He starts thinking about the hype of the Juju brand. You no know, it's it's just no a, question. it's a it's a it's a different, you know, it's it's a very different mindset than what a lot of people have. And, and I'm it's not, not sure unique that he to him with it's spreading guy.
0: through young athletes, but he takes it to an absolute extreme, doesn't he? Well he
1: well, and, and also because he's very, very good at it. Okay. I mean not good, he's extraordinary at it. Uh, and, and he has definitely caught on with a lot of people. And, again, if you're fantastic at what you do and your primary motivation is that, but if you come off a season like 2019 that you just had and you show contrition or seriousness for about two, three weeks, which is about as long as he could last, and then you start engaging right off the bat in the silliness again, then that's actually what you're about, you know?
0: Oh, no, no he question. He 'll still be a
1: really good player. He could still be a really, really good player for the Steelers. I just, I still think that even if the Steelers were to win the freaking Super Bowl and he were to be Super Bowl MVP, he'd be more interested in the Disney aspect of it than he would in the trophy he just won.
0: I think if you gave Juju Smith Schuster a choice between a billion Twitter followers or a Super Bowl ring, he wouldn't consider the choice for very long. I think it would be obvious. Now, how will Zach Banner do it right tackle? And did that decision to start him there? Does that surprise you at all?
1: Well, it it does a little bit because early on in training camp, everything that I've been hearing at Heinz Field was the Chooks was ahead of him. Uh, There might be something that the Steelers like in the matchup specifically as it relates to the New York Giants. And if you picked up really, really carefully Tomlin's statements, not today, but yesterday about right tackle, he did kind of make it sound like it was opponent-centric. Now that said, you win the job. You win the job. When you win the job for one week in the NFL, you've won the job because it's a week-to-week business. How will he do? I think he's going to do really well. And the reason I say that is because he's not going to face anybody tougher than what he just faced in this training
0: camp. I mean, well, he's not going he to face Von Watt. Miller. Von Miller is out for the year. I mean, J.J. Watt no, might face is, might pose a problem.
1: Right. He and T.J. Watt, for reasons I'm not fully certain, I understand, although I've heard some stuff, really legitimately don't like each other. And they went at each other. That makes me like T.J.
0: Watt all the more.
1: And that proves to be a a pretty telling scenario, watching Zach Banner go at a very angry T.J. every day. And T.J. got his share of W's, but Banner got his share too. And I think that made him better and stronger for it. I'm more interested right now, Mark, in what's going to ha- what's going to end up happening with Chooks for because they do want him on the field, and there is a an undercurrent with the Steelers that he outperformed Alejandro Villanueva. Well, let, let me tell Maybe. you what I've
0: heard and see what you think. I've heard that Chukes is going to get snaps at both left and right tackle because, like you say, right. the bloom is off Villanueva's rose.
1: Well, that and there's a pretty uh, loud. What's the word I'm looking for here? Feeling that Villanueva's in his last year, uh, not least of which is that David DiCastro said it out loud. <laughs> okay. So if you're the Steelers, uh, you can't just let Chukes sit on the sideline because he didn't win the training camp with Zach Banner. Chukes has to be involved. Uh, there's more than enough snaps if you rotate guys, but you got to be careful with left tackle for obvious reasons.
0: We're talking today's John Kvachovic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill, American eatery and Barr. Um, they had to sign Cam Hayward, right? I, I mean, I got no problem because he's a great player at the top of his game. You worry about right now, as long as you have been, and right now is two years probably.
1: They had no choice. And, and again, I'm, I'm going to just, I'll agree with everything you said, but I want to add on something at the risk of sounding excessively sappy here. There are certain things that make your organization what it is. There's a certain things that account for continuity with a great franchise like the Pittsburgh Steelers that goes back 50 years. Uh, you have to keep players who come in and are the ultimate stealer in terms of who they are on and off the field. Uh, Cam Hayward took that baton. As, a, as you know, it always goes through the defensive line. Aaron Smith, Brett Keisel, guys like that. Uh, and now he's passing it on to other defensive linemen, Stefan Seward and people like that that come into the fold, uh, those have to be stealers for life. If the contract is a little high, and it probably en- will end up being that by the end of it, presuming you know nothing else happens in the interim, so be it. That's the price you pay. That's what an organization looks like that has three head coaches since 1969.
0: All right, and, and Deja, let me interrupt. they got a succession plan in place. I, I mean, Claypool replaces Juju. Uh, Highsmith yep. replaces Dupree. Uh, I don't know if Benny Snell replaces Connor, but certainly running backs are, are disposable.
1: Anthony McFarland could,
0: yeah, or, or, or some
1: combination of Snell and McFarland could. Right, yes. right.
0: Point is, it's very clear what's going on, and, and i got no problem. Across wobbling. the
1: board. Right, across the board. And you can say the same thing about bringing in Kevin Dotson on the offensive line. Yep. Uh, at guard, you can say the same thing about Carlos Davis winning out the job uh, on the defensive line and allowing them to finally, finally cut big Dan McCullers. Uh, So you're right. They've they've been really, really smart about this. But the other thing to what you just said is, man, does that highlight and underscore 2020, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, Have you seen the Ben documentary? Lots of episodes. In fact, it seems to never end. I have renamed it Breaking Ben.
1: I'm trying to come up with a verse of, 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 a, of a play on better call Saul and I'm I'm, I'm stumbling here on live radio. No, but at that, some, po- at some point at some point it'll be called Better Call Mason and nobody will watch. No, boy, Better Call Duck. Uh the first I saw the first one. I'm not really into docudramas. I don't know what to tell you.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean I'm a I'm it's a okay. Ben guy. I'm a Ben guy, but uh yeah. it's, it's too many episodes and I watched the first episode there was nothing in there I didn't know.
1: That's what I mean. I, I, I didn't. I didn't go. I didn't get blown away by something. If, if he'd been trashing the Cleveland Browns or something like that, I'd have been more interested. Well, no, it was, it was. It was good because
0: bad? I think Ben's been given a raw deal by the national media, and this is kind of the response to that. But I'm a, I'm a Ben yep. guy to begin with, so it don't matter. Okay, brass tacks, Dejan. How many games are the Steelers going to win?
1: I could see this. I, I'm expecting, and I'm underscoring expecting as opposed to predicting, I'm expecting them to win 11. I, I think they're capable of more than that. I really, mm. really think the world of this roster uh, and the experience level that they have. But more than anything, just to throw this out there, you know, that defense is either one, two, or three in the NFL, depending on – it's not reasonably lower than three on your ranking, no matter who you are and how cynical you are about them, okay? The offense was 32 without Ben, all right? It's not – it's going to be above average. It's going to be in the top 15. I think it's a top 10 offense in the National Football League. Put those two things together and show me where that football team doesn't win 11 or 12 games.
0: I don't know about top 10. If what you say is true, you're right, but I think 9 or 10 wins. But I think the possibility is there to be to be better than that. One last thing real quick. Uh, y- you know, you hear the talk about Latang being traded. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, I just don't think you trade that guy for prospects or picks if your window's open now. And if you do trade Latang, you might as well trade Malkin. So how do you think that eventually plays out?
1: The conversations that I've had with Jim Rutherford, including one-on-one conversations, would very, very, very strongly and authoritatively suggest that none of those three guys, meaning Sid, Gino, and latang are going to be traded. None of them. Zero.
0: Well, you see, I think that Jim listens to everybody. I think he listened to people on Malkin last year. But I just, you're right, I think all three guys stay because Dajon... You can
1: always listen. You well, can always right. listen. And
0: the thing is, you can't make your team better now. If the window's open, you can't make your team better now by trading Latang, can you?
1: Nope. Again, you and I talk about this all the time, Mark. Look at the value, commensurate to the salary cap. Chris Latang is the 63rd highest paid player in the National Hockey League. Do the math on it.
0: Oh, no, all those guys are bargains. Plus, which, too, I think eventually Letang's number 58 will be retired throughout the league for all he's meant to right-handed French-Canadian oh, defensemen It's perfect this was hair. This such a good segment. it's such a good segment. You ruined it with that. It's always a good segment because I'm in it, buddy. Hey, good stuff. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay. That's on Kovacevic brought to you by Walnut Grill, American Eatery and Bar. And, again, to make really clear, I'm a big Clemente guy. I grew up watching him. I did a, a – a tribute to him in my blog just a couple weeks ago he's not the greatest pirate player ever that's barry bonds but he's the greatest pirate ever if you get the difference he's probably the second greatest pirate player ever but he represents the pirates in the city better than any baseball player ever has i just don't think you retire his number throughout baseball because he ain't jackie it's time not to ask mark anything which is always very exciting 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Ask Mark anything. Right now. The 412-333-WXDX.